Hi, and welcome to Humans Behind the Ads, a podcast of real stories about people who work in the advertising industry and what it's really like behind the scenes. Sponsored by Small Army. I'm your host, Paul Dome, head of content production at Small Army here in Boston. Today, I'm talking with senior art director from Small Army, Brandon Brown. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Do you feel like you've arrived now that you are a senior art director? Um, I don't know if you ever know when, if you've fully arrived, mm-hmm. but we, I've, I've certainly made it this far. Yes. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank That's you. That's a big accomplishment. Thank you. I don't, you know, I don't get many congratulations for that. So it's good to hear it. Yeah, well, you should. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So um, we're talking about just uh, the people that work in advertising. So how long have you worked in the advertising industry? I've been doing it about 10 years, eight of which right here at Small Army. And prior to coming to Small Army, what, uh, what were you, what was the company like? What were you doing? Were you doing art direction? Uh, in advertising in general, not pre- not the previous 10 years before that, right? Yeah, we'll um, get to that. Okay. No, I worked at um, some in-house advertising type places where it was more production. <clears throat> so you work in uh, the creative department and you've, you've always sort of worked in that capacity, right? Always. Always. Can you, um, can you trace back your mm. creative interests to maybe when you were growing up? Do you have memories of being creative or realizing like, okay, I may be cut from this cloth. I was always creative. I was always like, even in school, I would rather do something that was entertaining, creative or something other than the actual work, you know, Mm. and uh, which, you know, makes it tough when you're in school. Like you don't want to take a test. You'd rather like draw or doodle or something like that. But I've always wanted to be creative. Uh, I always was, but I never knew that you could have a job doing that. Like hmm. I always, I never knew that there was a whole field dedicated to that. Yeah. And then, you know, I didn't even realize I could use those skills in a creative field until I was like in my 30s. You know, like mm-hmm. I, you know, I had already burned out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and, then, and then, you know, it was like I discovered like graphic design or something like that. And I I was like, I'm going to go look into that. Yeah. So it's interesting that you were in school and you were trying to, you were forced to pay attention to one thing. Yeah. But what your brain wanted to do was maybe doodle or draw. Do something else. Yeah. And that's, that ended up being what your career is and you're now being paid to do that. Right. So what we're saying is it's okay to doodle. (laughs) To draw and do all that. Well, I can remember even like when I was in, uh, in, when I, I went to like a community college for two years. And then and was that in Massachusetts? This was or? in Virginia. Virginia, okay. But I remember instead of writing papers, I would make uh, videos. I would say, like, if this is art history class and you want me to write, like, a however many page paper on some special art history thing mm-hmm. or something, how about if I go to a museum and interview people there about what they're looking at? And do and, you know like I would try and turn it into a more creative thing than just writing down or typing. Back then it was typing. That sounds great. How did and you? How did you do? We did pretty well because the, <laughs> like the the instructors were like, sure, if you want to do that, go right ahead. And we would have a screening. We would show it in class. That's how we. <laughs> I would submit my that's, paper. That's how you got out of doing a paper. <laughs> yes. And that's kind of like sometimes with advertising. Like, yeah. 
this is not really that exciting of a thing. You right. Know, you've got this little product or a ad or some event, and how do we make people care? And it's and it's better if it's the more boring or mundane it is, the more fun it is to make it interesting. You know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe it's more of a challenge. Right. It's more fun because it's like, how do you make people care about that? So, all right, this is fascinating. Um, so you drew a lot. Drew. I always drew. I always drew comics. I was okay. A, I, I mean, I would say I'm an illustrator, but I'm not a very good artist. But I feel like you with, can still say you're an illustrator. You, you this can, is a I, that's what I mean. Like it's you a safe can, space here. Uh, yeah, because because like I see stuff that people draw, and I and it's terrible. And I like <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, maybe I'm a little bit better than that. <laughs> but I wouldn't have a living at. You know, yeah. I couldn't make a living on it. But I always would doodle and draw and 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 do little things like that, which then could also translate into advertising, like when you need storyboards or if you want to get your idea across you can just do a little sketch of it yeah and sometimes that little sketch is almost better than the final product because it's so like simple Mm -hmm. and pure and that ability to draw or do those little comics and things really helps out in this field but it's like it's another thing where it's like i would draw things or like little funny cartoons or a little idea and that is like part of a job you know, whereas I saw it as like I'm just doing these things for. Like, you're just waste. You're just yeah. killing time or trying to get through some I'm boring in class presentation and wasting time and doing little doodles. And it's like that's that's a job. <laughs> that's a job. You get paid. You to could doodle. get paid to do that, and I do now. Like I, I can just, you know, I don't even like I can just if you're having a concept session or whatever you, with someone, and most of the time I don't write things. I just make a little doodle. And it's like, and I can show the doodle and people go like, oh, okay, I get it. I know what that is. And that's all just like what I've always done with everything. Did you have any cartoons or characters that were recurring in your drawings? Any character, <laughs> any like comic characters? Or- uh, I, would always, I would always take what I was, I would always take like superhero characters and flesh out more of their like regular day life okay you tell know, me what, tell well, me well i mean it was like is it like like, what? like you know like say the guy like the, the human torch if he went to the beach like he's oh. he's on fire yeah. right he's on fire he but he's on vacation he wants to relax everybody wants to right. relax. you're at the vacation. beach it's tropical there's drinks whatever you yeah you, you, you know, let's go take a dip in the water i jump in the water my flames are extinguished. I am now a nude man at the beach. You know what I mean? Like, this is... Very vulnerable for him. Right. But this is, like, not appropriate. Yeah. So, like, that's the sort of things I would put into a comic. Like, what happens when the human torch goes to the beach? Do you have that comic? I do. <laughs> no, really? I do. It's, it's old. But, it, but like... The, <laughs> that's amazing. You know what I mean? But But it's, like, that's the stuff... I would find more interesting than, you know, that the torch, you know, he beat someone up or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I did that, and, like, for a long time, when I, I worked at a grocery store for years, and yeah. when I was bored, I I would draw on the cardboard boxes <laughs> in the back room, and I would draw comics of, like, they would be, like, animals that were, like, high school age, 
you know, like the, animals like sharks and elephants. And yeah. Flies. They're in high school. They're, they're high school. Okay. Going through that angsty period. Yeah. You know, and I had a whole series of those I did. Like, just I drew hundreds of those. Dealing with the, you know, the, the troubles of growing up. A teenage elephant. I did those a lot, and then you kind of grow up, and you're like, these are really stupid. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Was there ever a shift when you realized these things that I thought were stupid or a waste of time could actually become a job? Yeah, but I think it requires maybe other people latching on to it or something. A lot of these things I just mm. do for myself. Like, I would just do them to entertain myself or yeah. as, like, something to do, like a hobby. And yeah. I don't really no – I don't share them with anybody or I don't, I don't put them out there. So, like, if you wanted to do it for, like, a career, you'd really have to, like, put a lot of effort behind it. How did you make the transition from working in the grocery store and <laughs> drawing doodles <clears throat> on sort of – the boxes to a career. Did some? Uh, well, you know, I, did something happen? Did you meet someone? How does that work? So I, when when I was about twenty nine, I met a thirty year old woman. Oh, older, she, older yeah, woman. She thought that was outrageous. Uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, she was, you know, in a like a doctoral program, and she had to move to Boston for to finish school. And I saw that as a perfect opportunity to just cut all ties with my boring jobs that yep. I had in Virginia and kind of just maybe jump into this whole, like, design creative field. Mm. Because I, I felt like even if I were to do it where I was living in Virginia, there wasn't much opportunity. There's mm. not many ad agencies down there, or they're not very fun. Yeah. yeah. So, Where in Virginia are you again? Uh, Northern Virginia, so like Alexandria, okay. like outside of D.C. Okay. And it's just not the same kind of vibe down there. Right. It's more like defense contractor, government work type, mm -hmm. type mm -hmm. of ad agency things. And so I saw it as like a way to take a clean start. Like just yeah. start over, go, go back to school, learn advertising, and then try and get a job doing that. Because it was like, well, you know, like, what am I waiting for? Let's go. Let's Great. go try it. And plus, you know, like, I've always been creative. I always wanted to do something creative. I used to like trying to make videos and cartoons and, you know, like, Photoshopping things. And I just thought, if you can get a job doing that and they're real, then I'll go try to do that. Yeah. Were you nervous? Did, were you, was there any doubt that you could make it work? No, I was more more nervous about like student loans, <laughs> like yeah. taking on all the debt because I'm very anti like student like college like it's just I'm just you're just gonna go there and get a piece of paper and like rack up a bunch of debt. Yeah. And it was like, but sure. it's kind of like part of the requirement. Did you go to art school or yeah. design school when I you came to, to Boston? I went to like a, a school here that is now shut down. Okay. <laughs> we won't name them. We won't name them. You know, and uh, they, 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 it was basically to learn the fundamentals of like the programs and basic design stuff. Okay. More design focused, where not as conceptual focused. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I've always been creative or like conceptual. And like m what I needed help with was the design and. Mm -hmm. Like practical 
application of design, you know? Yeah. And that must have been then successful because it got you a well, job. Well, it got me here to Small Army for <laughs> eight years, Paul. It, it certainly did. <laughs> nearly, nearly a decade. We're, 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 we're careening towards a decade That's being right. here. When people talk about agency life, there's always a sense of, you know, an atmosphere of creativity and a spark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious, you know, is that something you felt that keeps you working in this industry? Depends on who it is. Like, some people might need, like, the collaboration is where they get that spark. Like, they get it with their team or their group or partner or something, and and them talking gets ideas and this and that. But I'm pretty much like a person who's in my head all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm always like, you look at something and think, you know, what what was this or that? Like, how could, why is that like that? (laughs) And then I may mention those things to the creative team or the people on the the project, whatever. And then that can create more stuff. But I, I kind of feel like even if I wasn't here, I'd still have these ideas. Yeah. (laughs) I'd still, I would still maybe like have those ideas and make them for myself. Like I did like silly comics or whatever. Yeah. Just, and then scribble it down, put it on something and then put it in a drawer and forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the human torch cartoon (laughs) that goes to to the beach. And it just, no, it just goes nowhere. But I had the idea, so I had to get it out. Do you have any side projects or any thing on this, you know, that you do outside of work that either recharges you or inspires you? I mean, I have to imagine, you know, working in an agency can be taxing and draining mm-hmm. because you're being asked to, like, come up with ideas every day. Yeah. It, is it draining? <clears throat> maybe, maybe we start there. I, I feel like here I get to do enough creative things that, like, even when I'm at home or, you know, like... It's mostly like doing stuff with my kid or something. So yeah. like, so like I, I save. I don't really have. I don't know. I don't do many things outside of work that are creative. That you know. I mean, I may have ideas here and there, like something a phrase that's funny, and I'll put it on a t-shirt or something like that. Yeah. But I've it's more like. Shirts. But it's more like just for. Are my, you wearing one of those shirts today? Yeah. But it. But it's more of like just something for myself. But, like, there's, I don't have any long, ongoing hobbies or projects or anything like that other than, say, like, my son. <laughs> that's yeah. a long-term well, project. sure. That, and that's great. Yeah. yeah. So I try and do, like, all the creative stuff here at the office. Cool. Save it up. Yeah, save it up. And then when yeah. you're here, you kind of get it out and you use it. it and as much as I can. As yeah. much as you can. Cool. Um, so... I guess I want to ask if you had um, any sort of uh, advice for someone who's kind of maybe thinking about going into advertising or maybe someone's listening to this show and they've Mm -hmm. got a a child who's wildly creative or they see them, you know, doodling and drawing. Like, what kind of advice would you give to someone who's, like, in that space? I would say that, like, they should definitely pursue it you know what I mean like if you if you draw or this that like try and figure out like how can you turn that into something more than a hobby Mm -hmm. but also like if you're gonna get into this field like be yourself don't don't try and change yourself to seem like cooler or something or like you fit in Mm. I feel like when a lot of times when we interview people they're like they're they're trying to show like 
they could work on the big brand or like this or that and and they or they're trying to fit within like certain confines or something but it's like normal when you're being interviewed like i'm kind of like looking at who they are who who's who's this person mm. right so like even if you want to get into this field but you love doing pottery like, like yeah. talk about your pottery. Talk about your passions. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, even if you can't apply it to advertising, the fact that you're into it that much or that that's something that drives you kind of shows how you are as a person. So, mm. like, even if you can't use those doodles or, you know, like, what if you're going to be on, like, the account side, <clears throat> but you still love to water paint or, what you know, like, watercolors or something, yep. then, then if you... If you can talk about it, like, you know, like, you you know it, then that helps you. But because I feel like, you know, every, like, even here at Small Army, everybody can be involved in the creative process. Mm-hmm. So if there's any way to show, like, that you have that passion, it's better than, like, trying to pretend to be something else, you know, like. So there's a sense know, of like, being... <clears throat> Be yourself, be, be yourself. sort of, but be authentic and be yeah. show that you care about something. Show that you have a passion. Yeah, yeah even if it's like collecting jelly beans or something, you know. Like, well, what, what, I'm sure. Right. I, let's hope. You know, someone I mean, is listening to the show, being like, "Oh, finally, yes. I can and come I'll, to Small Army and show mm-hmm. my collection of jelly beans, because and you, I might get hired." You might be able to turn that jelly bean collection into like some sort of amazing <clears throat> Instagram feed you know like where it's like a jelly bean a day and you put them in different places where anything you want but like then but that's a creative outlet right yeah. and yeah. then you might be able to turn that into a career you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people will want to send you jelly beans to for you to photograph and then tag them in it and all that yeah. even i started in like some like creative services department but it's like it's like it gives you a taste, you know, like sure. Maybe take the the less glamorous position in the field to get yourself to the glamorous one. Mm-hmm. You know, like but it could be just also that I'm more of a pessimist, so it's just like if I, if I could just <laughs> get in there, yeah. that'll be good that's, enough. For that's that's good enough. Yeah. Some people might not be able to settle for that. So there's something then to be said <clears throat> for kind of recognizing what maybe your natural gifts are. Yes. And and, if you, and and sort of allowing them to mm-hmm. be supported and flourish and yes. just kind of see where that goes. Right. And to take them, like, say if you want to be in the creative field, you want to be like an art director or a designer, and you you have something that is a passion of yours, turn it into a project or turn it into a portfolio piece hmm. that shows, like, who you are, what you like, and can show, like, people that are going to hire you that you can really focus on something and care about it, you know, like, and, mm-hmm. and, and pull your style through it. So at Small Army, we help our brands uh, discover kind of what their soul is. We kind of talk, talk about that as like the moral of their story. Um, yeah. And you know, I work here, though. I do know. Oh, you work okay. Because I know this. Yes, you know that. As this you know, is for. This is for people listening. Listening. Okay. okay. This is, podcast is for more than just the two of us. <laughs> right. Although we're... we'll probably be the people that listen to it the most. Right. And the families and friends that we share it with. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, if you had a moral of your story, mm. you know, a belief that that you try to live by, um, and I'm putting you on the spot, That's just okay. to think of some, what what would that be? So my personal moral yeah. of the story 
is to is um, lower your standards. You'll appreciate more. Hmm. <laughs> which which, <laughs> which is a wonderfully pessimistic yes. yet yet which on some level up. optimistic viewpoint right. in the world, right? Right. That's just you know like if can you, you say it again just for the listeners who got so excited when the, the first time they forgot. Okay. So my my personal moral is. Lower your standards, you'll appreciate more. Mm. And, and what does that mean? Well, it kind of means like if it, 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 it's it's my way of saying kind of like if you expect the worst, then you might be surprised with the outcome <laughs> <laughs> type of thing. This like, is very uplifting. Yeah. Thank you. But that's that's me in a nutshell. It's kind of like yeah, you know like. <laughs> You went to the car dealership, you wanted the most expensive car with all the features, then you saw the price and you're like, well, maybe I should have just got the base model. Yep. yep. I would be just as happy mm-hmm. with that base model car. Is there something on the flip side of that that maybe trying to strive for perfection uh, is maybe a recipe for not enjoying things? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, but there might be people that that's what they want. They well, want perfection. they're not being interviewed right now, right. Brandon. Senior so art director, me, Brandon yeah, Brown. Perfection is not my end goal. It's more of like, is is everybody satisfied? Is it, yeah. Does everybody involved like what we're doing here? Cool. Not me personally, my perfection. You know, like it's, it, it's more like, Everybody here, are we all good with this? Because mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I am. I want to make sure you guys are. Yeah. You know? And that's how I kind of approach projects. Like, let's make sure everybody's on the same page. Great. Well, that works out well in advertising because it's so team-based. Yes. And especially here at Small Arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you have any parting words you'd like to to leave with our listeners <laughs> with? Um. Goodbye. <laughs> That's touching and very original. Very original. Um, I want to thank you for uh, sharing your story here. This has been senior art director, professional doodler, VP. Pessimist. <laughs> and pessimist. Great. Thanks so much, Brandon. Humans Behind the Ads is sponsored and produced by Small Army. Check us out on Twitter at Humans Behind the Ads. Remember, we're all human. See you next time.